Hey guys. Okay. <laughs> She's on her phone. Uh, welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast. We're here to talk about all things that burn in a good way most of the time. Student loans, working out, and last but not least, the alcohol we drink to dull the pain. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of alcohol, every week we feature a different drink to help dull the pain. And this week, since it's part two of uh, Get to Know You here mm-hmm. on It Burns in a Good Way, it's my drink. And we're drinking the best drink of all time. If you hadn't listened to episode one, <laughs> you got to see me try what Michaela thinks is the best drink of all time. Vodka martini. It was not good. It was incredible. Thank you, Al, for that. Uh, tonight, we're going to go a little bit easier on everyone. And we're drinking uh, <laughs> gin and tonic. Martinis are classic. <laughs> like, there's a like huge following. Just because martinis. they're classic doesn't mean they're easy tons to drink. Tons of people drink martinis. Like, and tons of people don't drink gin and tonics. Correct. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, this is. I'm. I'm excited to drink this. See, you have a great choice. Thank you. But you can't shit on mine. I'm sorry. Don't yuck my yum. I'm sorry. You know what? That's true. Don't yuck people's yum. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I appreciate your taste. You're a classic lady. Classy bitch. You are. You are a classy girl. But, but I just couldn't do it. I will try again. I think you should try in the future. A, like an orange or lemon. Yeah. Like a, a citrus situation? A gin martini. Lemon drop? Yeah. Okay. Or Stay tuned for a future episode yeah. where we do gin martinis, which is a mixture of what you like and what I like. Yeah. I think you'd like it better. Like All right. Is that what that's yeah. called? Yeah. Yeah, we could do some kind of like modification yeah. on the martini. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but anyway. Longest intro we've yeah. ever done. <laughs> yeah. And that's not hard to do since this is only episode two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this episode we're drinking a gin and tonic because it's my favorite drink. It is inspired by a local place here in Salt Lake City called White Horse. If you are from Salt Lake City or are going to visit Salt Lake City, definitely go check out White Horse. It's our favorite place. That's my go-to. In a gin and tonic, we have tonic, obviously, and gin. Um, my favorite gin is Temple of the Moon by a distillery called Water Pocket here in Utah. Um, and then it also has a few extra things. So an orange, rosemary. rosemary. I picked up, I picked it up and stared at it, stared at my fiance while I held it because I literally couldn't remember the herb. (laughs) Guys, I've had a really long day. We'll get to it in the segment where we talk about what burns today, but I've had a very long day. Anyway, so I can drink it. Sorry. And then the last thing is cucumber. Ooh, I'm cheers. excited. Cheers. That oh. didn't, that was These glasses don't cheers as well as the other ones. Hmm. Yeah, so good. Fun fact about me, I hate cucumbers. I think they make everything taste nice. like cucumber, except for this drink. Oh, yeah, it's damn good, right? I like that a lot. So I was good. kind of worried because I, I love vodka tonics mm. and I go wild with the lime. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, put, as, put like a whole lime in there. Yeah. So... I wasn't sure if I'd like the orange cucumber, but it's good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking this week. Um, and now we're going to go into our second segment. What burned? Same segment every time is what burned this week. And because it's my episode and I went first last episode. Oh, is it? Do I go first? Yeah, I think okay. you go first. Okay. Mine's a pretty good one. I wasn't mm. sure because the little 
behind the scenes secret we're, we're filming these back to back yes so, yeah. so we filmed not, episode one yesterday. yesterday so not a lot has changed but i did realize something that i did over the over well i did i did this okay um i forgot to pay my taxes <laughs> and i realized that what this last weekend it's june here's the thing okay my dad See why it's upset for me. Yeah. My dad does my taxes every single year. Okay. Every single year of my adult life, not even adult, even when I was 16 and had a job, he always did my taxes. And this happened last year where like tax day came and went. And like a couple of days later, I like called my dad and I was like, oh my God, like I didn't do my taxes. And he was like, it's okay. I filed an extension for you. So we'll just oh, do nice. it later. And I was uh-huh. like, oh, okay, cool. So. When tax season was coming around this year, I was like, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's got it. Oh, my God. And then, and then I, called, I called him yesterday or two days ago, and I was like, hey, by the way, you filed an extension, right? And he was like, he's like, no. Dad, no. <laughs> so oh that's where God. I'm at. So what are you going to do? So he said that he'd do them. I, he'll, <laughs> why? It's like having uh, like yeah. we record these in my living room as of right now Hi. and my dog is the most affectionate dog on the planet She's a licker and yeah she loves <laughs> to give kisses and so Michaela's sitting on the floor the, yeah she might be like ASMR for people. I was gonna say I feel bad this is a very intimate medium audio what? we're probably in your ears right now with my dog licking Michaela's face we're gonna take a break yeah um we're back we had to adjust the dogs um, so I asked you what you were doing about oh, yeah. your tax evasion. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's mm-hmm. dramatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so I have a W two. Yep. From my corporate job, okay. and then I also did some freelance work last year, and that's what's slowing me down. Mm. So I just need to get that whatever paper that is, mm-hmm. and um, I'm just gonna send it to my dad, and he'll do it. Yeah. I looked it up, and I think there will be a fee. Okay. We'll hmm. see how big that fee is. I don't think it'll be like crazy. No, I guarantee you people uh, have missed their taxes good. before. You're probably not the first, yeah. not the last. Fun fact, um, 2019, I did my taxes wrong uh-huh. and the IRS did in fact hunt me down no. and threatened to take me to jail for $1,000. No, they didn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll do them. And you know what? They sent a letter. They sent, I guess, two, they said to my mother's address uh-huh. where I hadn't lived uh-huh. since 2012. So seven years had gone by. They sent a letter to my mom in 2019 being like, your daughter owes us, or like Mariah owes us $1,200 or whatever it was. It was like around that much. And I hadn't lived in that house in forever. So she was like, you got a letter from the IRS. Can I like open it? And I was like, I mean, yeah, <laughs> open Please it. Please do. So she yeah. opened it and she's like, oh, they're like threatening to like take you to jail like because you didn't do this and this was like 2020 ish and so it was like about a year later they were like you didn't do your taxes right and we had a family friend yeah okay we had a family friend who did our taxes at the time and so he had messed it up and then i just went and did my own so from here so from then on out I've been doing um, own. my own taxes with yeah. TurboTax, and it's fine, even though they charge you an arm and a leg. Yeah. So, just get it yeah. Everywhere. Taxes are one thing that definitely burns at our age. Like, yeah. it's like all those memes that are like, 
okay, so the IRS is like, you have to pay taxes, but we refuse to tell you how much. Yeah. It's like a fun game for you to figure out. And if it's wrong, (laughs) we're going to hunt you down. We're going to send you to jail (laughs) over a thousand dollars while billionaires pay nothing. Okay. That is incentive for me to be better about it because I really, I need like a tax person in my future. I see that should manifest someone who like does an our taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in an accounting class right now. So like, I'm probably qualified to do it after, after the semester. Yeah. When, when you would, when, once you get your own taxes submitted, then you can do mine too. If you want. My dad and I were joking about that. We were talking about the accounting class and, and talking about like stocks and stuff. And I was like, I was like telling him which stocks he should buy. And, and yeah. I was like, definitely take, take finance advice from me. Like I am, yeah so qualified to do this professional well i'm sorry i'll figure it out yeah it's fine i'm not worried about it you go so um yeah as michaela said we filmed the last episode literally 24 hours ago um and i actually had a day today so we can talk about that um i had to go to the dentist because three weeks ago i got a root canal Mm -hmm. on a tooth that was broken and it was like just not a good scene. And so I got a root canal, everything was fine. They fixed it up, went to see the dentist, my other dentist, and he fixed everything that needed to be fixed. And then the last couple of days, I've been feeling like it's gotten infected again. And so mm-hmm. last night I was like, I really need to get this checked out. So I called the dentist at 8 a.m. and was like, hey, you know, I have this thing. And his secretary was like, oh yeah, you need to come in today. Okay. And so I go in at four and I have to wait over 40 minutes because they're super behind because I got an appointment at the end of the day, which I get it, totally fine, not a big deal. But he like flies through Dr. The, Nielsen, man. Yeah, Dr. Nielsen. We love him. And so, yeah, he flew through it. It took like 25 minutes to do, but basically he was like, this is your like last resort. And so he like injected antibiotics Mm -hmm. into my gums. Mm -hmm. So I not only had to be numbed in two areas, but then another, like a third needle, sorry, trigger warning for people who don't like needles, um, had to be put into my gums to put the antibiotics in. And then I have to go see him in four days. And if the antibiotics didn't work, then most likely they'll have to pull my tooth. I am praying to all the gods that that does not happen. Same. It's my least favorite place. Like, and, you, and yet you're there all the time. Literally yeah. all the time. Well, shout out to Dr. Nel- Nielsen. Sponsor mm-hmm. us because oh. we're there all the time. Seriously. Like, save so much money. Use code <laughs> yeah, in a good yeah. way uh, for 10% off your next endodontic procedure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who else needs root canals? I think I'm excited to get into these questions. Now it's your Mm. turn to be put on the hot seat. And we didn't really like go into questions. I just rambled on for like an hour. It was a good ramble though. Okay, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. But it's your turn to ramble. So tell me about yourself. Oh, geez. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I don't know. I feel like I'm Mariah. Hello, everyone. Hi, Um, Mariah. Hi. Um, So, gosh. I grew up in Iowa, um, mm-hmm. not Ohio, mm-hmm. not Illinois, not Idaho. I have gotten all of those, yeah, literally within the last like six months. Which you know, they're all fairly I'm not similar. Like West 
It's hard. People know less about like the Midwest. Yeah, they totally do. Yeah. yeah. Iowa is such like a flyover state. I feel like a lot of people, if we didn't have like the Iowa caucuses, no one would really know. Yeah. But that's, um, like the only reason. I yeah. Know. And so I grew up in Iowa. Uh, my whole family still is from there. And then went to undergrad at Iowa State University. And I was obsessed with like magazine journalism. I watched like, The Devil Wears Prada like <laughs> once a week. I just watched that on the plane the other day when I was traveling. But Anyway, I loved all of that. And so my dream job was like to be a magazine journalist. Mm-hmm. So I graduated college early and landed my dream job. I worked at a really large national women's magazine, lived in New York. And within the first like three months, I knew it just like wasn't for me and I hated it. And I had kind of a Devil Wears Prada moment. Um, mm-hmm. I had told one of my like adjacent bosses, like she wasn't my boss, but she like thought that she was. Um, that I wanted to leave and she shut the door to her office and yelled at me until I cried about how I didn't appreciate anything and I haven't given it enough of a shot. And then I went to my actual boss and I was like, hey, so-and-so just did this to me. And she's like, honestly, it's because she's mad that you're leaving because you actually do a good job. Mm-hmm. But like, just because I do a good job doesn't mean so I actually like it. Yeah. And that's such a thing I feel like for people <gasps> our age is yeah. like, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. Yep. Like, yep. everyone's like, oh, you have a talent for this. You should do it. And it's like, why? Yeah. Just because I'm good at do it. If I don't like, like it, it. Yeah. If I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, why would I do it? So anyway, so long story short, I left. I freelanced, lived with my parents back in Iowa for a while. Mm-hmm. And then went to grad school because I feel like every journalism student or grad communication grad student in general is like, I don't have a job and I have no idea what I want to do. So I'm going to go to grad school until I figure it out. It really is like a, not sure exactly like what to do with my life. Might as well contemplate that while getting another degree. Yeah. Just another one. And also like at the time, I feel like school was like the thing I was good at. Yeah. You know? And so like at a time where I was like, I didn't really like this. Everyone said I was good at it, but I left anyway. What else am I good at that I could like thrive and people would like be proud? You know, I have like a lot of perfectionism or at the time I had a lot of perfectionism tendencies and I was like, I want people to be happy with me. So I'll go to grad school. Like my parents always thought I would because a lot of journalists now get master's degrees um, to increase pay and whatever. It's like, cool. So I went to the University of Iowa um, for two years to get my master's in journalism and mass comm. And that was really cool. And I had some incredible people there who kind of took me under their wing and taught me how to be an academic because I applied to a research-based program and a professional program. And the research-based program was the one I ultimately chose. And I went in having no idea what research was. Like, I mean, I had barely written a research paper in my undergrad because it was professional journalism like we didn't use google scholar or Mm -hmm. any kind of academic database and so they had to teach me how to write a literature review and how to do research and then i realized i was also good at that like it was cool and i could read and write about whatever i wanted Mm -hmm. to and like make other people care about it as much as i did i was like also trying to do instagram and like Back in the day, I did do some sponsored content. We'll talk about that in a future episode mm-hmm. too, I think, because we both have tried to do some sponsored <laughs> yeah, content, yeah, yeah. to do some influencer-esque yeah. activity online. Yeah. I did that and I 
and I got to school there and got to, into my program and my advisors were like, you know, this is a new research area that like no one is studying. It's like a gold mine. Yeah, there was like barely anyone at that time. It was 2016, 2017 into 2018. And like, even though influencer marketing was like starting to become really, you know, trendy and popular, academics are always a little bit behind it. So there wasn't really a lot. I had seen like two things um, come out from a professor at Cornell. And so I started following her on Twitter and like interacting mm -hmm. with her stuff and reading her research and ultimately wrote a master's thesis on influencer culture colliding with more traditional fitness culture because I was really into bodybuilding at the time. And so um, because of all the work I got to do in my master's, I was fortunate enough to get quite a few offers for PhD programs. And I realized like I could do this forever, like I could research forever. And so ultimately decided to come to the University of Utah and work with some really cool folks um, in health and fitness and wellness and digital media. And so for the last four years, I've lived in Salt Lake City, completing my PhD, which I finished last month. Mm -hmm. um, so I am officially a doctor now. And now my research is mostly on um, how sort of the creator industry works within the wellness niche specifically. So how do wellness creators build up credibility and authenticity and intimacy in order to uh, share health information and promote products and services within wellness. And so because of COVID and everything that's happened in 2020 and beyond, it's become a really mm. Yeah. you know, trendy area that everyone seems to be interested in, whether you're interested in influencers or not, everyone knows that people are talking about their health on social media platforms yeah. and getting information from these popular users. And so again, it was kind of like right place, right time where I was yeah. able to step into this really new trendy area of research and applied for jobs and next month i'll be moving to chicago um to be a professor of technology influ information literacy and well-being yeah <laughs> it's a mouthful but basically i research tech and wellness so anything that you can think of social media apps websites still webmd um, personal blogs all within the wellness wellness sphere but yeah, so that's what I do um, professionally. I feel like, isn't that, doesn't that suck? Every time someone asks you like, tell me about yourself. You're like, oh here's God. all my professional accomplishments it's, in three minutes. It's, yeah, and it's all like professional. And I'm yeah. like, wow, is my personality my job? And no. like mine kind of is, but like- Same. We're working on it, we're working on going beyond it. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel, yeah. Like I just totally disregarded my entire personal life. Um in that field like so much has happened I mean, in my personal really life since yeah oh, uh, i yeah. think we should talk a little bit about that yeah okay that's a, yeah a good area yeah geez so yeah um my personal life is standing over there in, in <laughs> the doorway um my fiance so oh gosh so i grew up like in a more conservative household i would say not like super conservative but we were catholic we went to church my parents were conservative um for quite a while they separated when i was a preteen. i was 12. um but i was still kind of raised in a more um like in a bubble right mm -hmm. so we were like middle class um sort of upper middle class toward the end of 
my teen years into my 20s. Um, but I was kind of in this space where I didn't question anything about my identity. I didn't think about white privilege or straight oh, yeah. privilege or anything like that. Um, and honestly, like I dated men and I thought I was going to marry a man at the end of my undergrad degree. That didn't happen. Um, something in my gut was like, hey, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of just like messed around in my master's and basically had my college years during my master's because I was dating somebody during my undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that experience of like constantly partying and going out. Um, and then I moved to Utah and I was here less than a week and immediately knew that I actually liked women. <laughs> what was it? Like, what was it? Oh my gosh. Um, so I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I think you did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So basically I was, I had just moved and I was in town for like two days. Mm-hmm. So that first day of orientation, I walk in and I see this person and I'm like, oh, they look cool. Like, what are they all about? Okay. And we were there for like eight hours and I just like was infatuated with this person for like a long time. And it just so happened that they were the same gender as me. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, I like want to be their friend. They're so cool. Mm -hmm. Like everything's great. And I walked away from that day and I was doing like what I would normally do with men. I was like, did they have social media? What are they posting okay. on there? Are they seeing people? Are they like interested in people? Yeah. And so um, basically I walked away from that day being like, why am I having all these feelings that I normally had for men or I thought I had for men yeah. much stronger for this woman? Yeah. And I was like, this is messed up. Yeah. And so I immediately texted my best friend, Ryan. So another fun thing is we have um, friends, a boy Ryan and a girl Ryan. And at this point, I did not know girl Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. So boy Ryan is my best friend for my master's degree. And so I texted boy Ryan and I was like, hey, so I have a crush on someone. He's like, I was like, hey, I think I have a crush on someone. And he was like, already you've been in Utah for like five days. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And also they're a girl. And he was like, are you sure? And it was kind of that like gauging, like what, how do you know? What do you, because he didn't know any better at the time. And he was like, it could just be like this weird thing, like this weird, like feeling nostalgic for home or like wanting a friend or like loneliness or whatever it was. Right. Like there's a lot of things that people can kind of like misplace as like puppy love or a crush or or whatever it is. And I walked away and I was like, you're totally right. Like, it's mm. probably just like me being whatever, but like deep down, I was like, no, because yeah. I never had, I mean, I had crushes on boys, but like growing up, my girlfriends, like my friends who are girls always would be really upset. Like if a boy didn't want to talk to them mm-hmm. or like if they broke up with their boyfriend or their boyfriend broke up with them. And I was always like, why are you crying? Who cares? <laughs> get over it. Like get <laughs> over it. I had never felt that strongly for a boy that it seemed like everyone else did yeah like growing up after my parents were divorced my mom and my younger sister were super open about the men they were dating and like what they were doing and i was always like i don't understand why this matters or why you care so much or like why this is interesting to you because i feel so detached then i was like oh maybe i'm just like sexually attracted to men and like to a certain point i think i still probably am 
But what I'm working through right now is like, is that attraction actually just because I like attention, you know, and I'll like take it from whoever will give it to me. But at the end of the day, like would I actually see myself with a man, like building a life? No. Yeah. So basically from that point on, I did everything I could to try to be friends with this woman, with this girl. Yeah. Like I was trying really hard and girl Ryan comes into the picture at this point because we had just started becoming friends and girl Ryan was going to go see the high school musical high school, which is based here in Salt Lake city. Fun fact. Dude, I was listening to that soundtrack the other day. Fire. It's good, right? It's, it is, I won't, we can talk about, that'll be another episode. I wanted to be Sharpay Evans so Uh, bad. Okay. Oh, we can't talk about it now. She's like, that's no, no, no. Disgusting. You wanted to be Sharpay. I did. I don't know why. I don't know. She was either like, I wanted to be her or I wanted to be with her. They, Who knows? They did such a good job of villainizing her. Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah, that's well. She's the best. We'll unpack that later. Yeah. Okay. So the, they were going to go together, and I was like, Ryan, can I please? <laughs> like, can uh, I please go? Like, can I? Crashing yeah, this. Yeah. Can I like please go? And so I like weaseled my way into okay, that. Okay. And so we went, and the entire time this girl made fun of me. And we walked away and Ryan was like, she was kind of mean to you. And I was like, I know. And then I went to my orientation in DC and did all that stuff or whatever. And I was basically trying like anything I could to like get her attention or whatever. And then a month later I got my dog and she loves dogs. And so I was like, Hey, I got my dog. So long story short, because I got Wyatt, we started hanging out more. Uh-huh. And then we huh. started this off and on relationship, which I will not get into. I think it's probably nobody's business. And I want to be respectful for of sure. this woman. Yeah. But like, I will say this, I am super grateful for her, not because the quality of our relationship was good, because it wasn't, we were toxic for each other. Mm-hmm. But I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about the queer community and what it means to be a queer woman. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about privilege, not only with like straight passing privilege and white privilege and able-bodied privilege. Like she taught me so much about my positionality in the world Mm -hmm. and like how I move about the world and what I could do to make it better and to acknowledge who I am and like become this, you know, person who is vulnerable and empathetic and caring and Mm -hmm. like trying to move about the world in a more intentional way and my later relationships only exacerbated that Mm -hmm. i just think that one was the one that started it all Mm -hmm. and so i'm incredibly grateful for that and also just to have someone who could teach me about the community more because i was i was not one of those people that grew up knowing i was queer and i use the word queer um i've used lesbian i've used bi i've used pan to be honest I like queer because I like it broader. I don't think I need a specific label at this point in my life. It could change. I was actually going to ask you. Yeah. Um, so this kind of has two answers to it. Mm-hmm. Or I guess there's two questions within this. Yeah. The first, like the main question was, how did you know that she was queer? Mm. And as I was thinking that, I was like, oh my God, do I say how do you know that she was a lesbian? How mm. do you know? Like, mm-hmm. is it rude of me to assume that she's a lesbian and not bisexual? Like, I don't yeah so yeah i was just gonna revert back to queer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for that reason yeah and that's a really interesting conversation too because the word queer has a lot of stuff wrapped up into it it's mostly like our generation and maybe those who are 10 to 15 years older than us who use the word queer and, and sort of take it back 
but my parents, for example, do not refer to me as queer. They are uncomfortable referring to me as queer because growing up, like my father was very open with me and transparent and like he used that as a slur, mm -hmm. like in a negative way, he called people queer to tear them down. And like, it was just like the word fag, yeah. which I'm going to say in this podcast. And I don't recommend anyone say it. I don't use it in my everyday language. Yeah. And I think when you ask that question, if you're comfortable using the word queer and that's some, and you understand like the origins of the word mm -hmm. and know that like, it's not a slur mm -hmm. for those in the community and the allies who support the community, then I think you can say like, how did you know that she was queer? I also like sometimes just revert to like, how do you, how did you know that she might be into women? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that can work too. Okay. Yeah. Because then that is inclusive of cis and trans women, but it's also not excluding men, right. cis or trans, right. right. Or, or non-binary folks. Okay. Right. Like you can say that too. Um, but I would like, I always try to avoid using a smaller label. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like avoid saying like, how did you know they were straight or lesbian yeah. or bisexual or whatever. I try to make it broader mm -hmm. just because you don't know i mean yeah. you really truly and to answer that question how did i know yeah. that she was or how did i assume that she was possibly into women um one she was doing lgbtq plus research already okay. and so that's part of it and Pretty that is not to say that everyone who does queer research right. is queer that's not always the case for the most part it is but mm -hmm. not always um, and also she presented very androgynous oh, okay and also just like the way that she carried herself and at the time, you know, my goal wasn't like, oh, I want to like be with this woman. It was right. like, something is pulling me toward wanting to spend time with this woman more than arguably any other person in my yeah. life at that point in time. And I think I've come to realize like through therapy and stuff like that, it actually wasn't her. It was everything that she represented. Wow. I know. And that sounds okay. so... That's so deep. I know. Yeah. But like she was this person who was expressing herself in the way that she wanted to, doing research and yeah. existing in this space. Mm -hmm. I perceived her as knowing what she wanted, able to move throughout the world unapologetically, but still with vulnerability and empathy yeah. and like be her true self. Mm -hmm. And from my perspective at that time, I was like, she knows who she is mm -hmm. and I want that. Yeah. And so I think ultimately, like, I always think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen for a reason. And I'm super grateful that I came to Salt Lake. I think that was a huge turning point in me finding out who I was yeah. or who I am and exploring that. And I think that first relationship or the first, you know, off and on connection with that woman was like really good for me at the time, even though it did not end very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, I kind of dated around a little bit. I was on apps for a while and ultimately decided that the apps were not for me. And then COVID happened in March of 2020. So I got on apps and was like talking to girls and like trying to figure it out and just nothing felt right. It felt really off. And so March of 2020 happened and I was bored and everybody was on TikTok. Yeah. So I got on TikTok and because there were so many <laughs> queer women on TikTok creating queer content, I started creating queer content and I grew like a little bit of a following. Mm -hmm. It's not super large now, but it got close to 9,000. It was a huge connection point mm -hmm. for me. And then in April, somebody kept commenting on my videos in April of 2020. Um, and then 
eventually I got annoyed of having conversations in the comments of the videos. And I was like, <laughs> well, so here's, here's, she's mouthing expletives at me. No, not expletives, but she's, she's leaving the room Shaking anyway. So, um, I, so at that point I was like, is she ever going to message me or is she just going to keep leaving these like not so sly comments on my videos? So I commented. Uh -oh, can I uh -oh. add something in here? <laughs> Please, I, the I comments hear this. were like two days. Oh. Yeah, two but there days. were but there were at least like five or six. There were a lot of comments. She's, She's embarrassed. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm She's right. Evidence. She's embarrassed. There's evidence, so but it's can... fine. She doesn't have to be embarrassed because we're engaged. So yeah. she knew it something that out. I didn't at the time. So it's it fine. Out. But yeah, so basically, she was sending some comments, and I was responding what were back. The comments? Honestly, okay, there was one that I remember, and it's because Kyle, which is another, we'll have to talk about our origin story, yeah. one of these episodes, <laughs> our origin story, um, our friendship origin story, but um, a mutual friend that Michaela and I have, Kyle, um, his daughter was in town, and she loved TikTok, yeah. and Kyle let her create some TikTok dances with me. And so uh -huh. I would do the actual TikTok dance, and uh -huh. Molly would do whatever she wanted to do in the background. And then Al had commented at one point and was like, I want Molly to make up a dance and teach it oh, to okay. us all. So she's, and giving, like, she's giving requests. Yes, I she see. was. Nice. She was. And nice. like making I'm little, she doing was that. doing like little commentary. Like it was cute. Right. I'm and there was that. definitely, I could tell there was some interest there. Yeah. And so, and she had, she was making videos at the time also. And so I messaged oh, I her. Yeah. And so I, I don't messaged see her. that. That's like, mm -hmm. I'm surprised yeah. to hear that. You should go back I'm into, dig into look it. up the TikToks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I sent her a message and was asking because she had posted a couple of videos about being in grad school and I was in grad school too. And so I messaged her about being in grad school and we started talking and then we ultimately went to texting and then that like first or second, I think it was the second day that we knew each other. We spent 12 hours on FaceTime. Aww. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then basically she came and visited me in June of 2020 so against all recommendations to travel. She? Michigan. Okay. In June of 2020, oh. she broke the rules and she flew on an airplane from Michigan to Salt Lake City, and we hung out for a weekend, and we were official before the weekend was over. And the rest, and the rest is history. history. And now it's two years since we've been together this month, and we are engaged to be married. And we're planning a wedding. We're planning a wedding. Holy smokes! So yeah, that was my tell me about yourself. I love that. Yeah, that was well done. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like thank you. Like we we haven't like. We've known each other for a year and a half. Yeah, but we're but that's like still new. That's like a fresh yeah. friendship. So yeah, it is. We're still like I mean I learn new things about everybody every day. Yeah. But you feel like as an adult, we don't talk as much when we build new friendships yeah. as like when you're in middle school. You're talking to your friends all the time, and you're like actively living life with those friends, and you're usually a lot closer. Absolutely. I feel like making friends in your mid to late twenties. Like we both have kind of separate lives still, yeah. you know? And so like, there's people that you'll post on your Instagram and I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. And like, how long have you guys been friends? Yeah. And what do you, like, I'm super yeah. nosy, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so that I think is really interesting about adult friendships. And I think probably in the future, we'll talk more about what it means to like make friends as adults. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's so just, hard. Yeah. And it's very different 
from anything else I think you experience like once you're full-time in the workforce trying to make friends yeah all right so now that we've gotten your your origin story Mm -hmm. now I need to ask you the same questions that you asked me in the last episode which I'm so curious because as I was answering them I was like waiting for you to answer Mm -hmm. them and then I realized that I didn't get an answer so I got this I got this okay (laughs) vodka or tequila Ooh, vodka probably nice. yeah tequila i've gotten sick on so many times and See? i have to be in a very particular mood to have tequila yeah. and like it, it got to the point at one point where i couldn't have margaritas for a while because even just tasting sad. tequila made me sad yeah. um and i didn't feel very well yeah. but vodka i feel like i could almost always, always drink always and you can put it in any cocktail yeah yeah it works with everything. Everything. It's yeah. a, it's like a blank canvas. It is. Totally. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. All yes. the way. Oh my God. My yeah. dog is currently licking my leg. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. a dog friendly podcast. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> Botox <laughs> or filler? Oh gosh. Okay. So part of me wants to say Botox. Yeah. I mean, most of me wants to say both. Um, but I think if I had to pick one for the rest of my life, I'd probably do Botox. And I don't really know what my obsession with anti-wrinkles is. But I think it's, you know, really based in like the patriarchy and like misogyny against oh, women. For sure. We need to be youthful. For sure. We can unpack that in a different episode. Yeah. But also if you like Botox and filler, please do oh, it. We uh, are a pro Botox podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But we can still critique the reasons why like it's, society it's tells us we need it. It's fucked up that we do it. But yeah. I'm going to totally do it. <laughs> yes. No, I'm with you. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. That I really I want to get some filler, but Ooh. I need some money. So sponsor us. <laughs> we have no shame on this podcast. Yeah, oh my god, I'm a sellout all no day, all, all day. day long, all day. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Interesting. I love vanilla. Yeah. I love like any flavor that is like white in color. Like I know that sounds so bad. Um, <laughs> oh, any flavor that is know. white in color. Okay, listen here. <laughs> I like vanilla or almond or birthday almond, cake or like okay. lemon. Like white cake. Is yes. So white good. cake yeah. is so good. So I'm, I, I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, recently I've gotten more into chocolate, but mm-hmm. if I had to choose, I would always pick vanilla and I would always pick something fruity over something chocolatey oh, and rich. Can't relate. <laughs> that's all right. Okay. Skin. We'll never have to share. Oh, that's actually perfect. That's yeah. the olive theory. Yeah. Yeah. Love. And also, I like olives and you don't, and I so don't. it's literal. I know. Olive theory. We're meant to be friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so me. So me. Okay. Ready for Next one. one. Skims or Spanx? Ooh, okay. So I feel like I have to go with Spanx only because I ordered Skims and I don't, I feel like I just ordered wrong. My like, problem, they, they're out of like everything. Yeah. So what, what I think is their best, mm-hmm. you can't. Get. Right, you can't try it. And I feel like everything I've ordered from Skims, I've returned. And it's either because I'm ordering poorly, like I'm picking sure. the wrong things or I'm picking the wrong size yeah. or like it's just not right for my body shape. And I'm like, I can't, I just haven't been able to find anything that I'm in love with. Yeah. And I see it on other people and I think it's incredible. But I look at it what on myself and I'm like, no. Um, I tried like their boxer, not their box, like yeah, boxer brief things, like the brief boy short things and the matching bras. I tried um, the 
like shapewear that had only half of a leg to wear with like a slimming things. I did. Yeah. I feel like I just didn't order the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I ordered um, a couple of their tank tops, which looked so cute on other people, and they just weren't flattering mm-hmm. on me. And I'm like, how hard is it to find yeah. flattering tank top? And I just feel like they're so aesthetic and so pretty, yeah. but like I've never kept anything. And that's why I have to go with Spanx because I've kept Spanx. Spanx. I don't yeah. have any Spanx, but I, I like, I, they paved the way. Yeah. Like they walked so that skins could run. Yeah. And so there's a lot of respect. Yeah. There. Okay. White gold or yellow gold. <laughs> got it. <laughs> it got out eventually. We're fine. <laughs> White gold or yellow gold? Yellow gold all the way. My mom thinks it's like super 80s. And I'm like, listen, it looks good. Yellow gold, I think, is it having can... a total moment. Yeah. But like my current engagement ring stone was actually set in white gold. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. And I tried it on. But the second I put it on, I was like, this is not meant for me. Like, yeah. I need yellow gold. And they changed the setting. Um, oh, that was when we were in the store. Not like when Al actually gave me the wedding ring. I don't know if that's clarifying. You're I like, probably should clarify. <laughs> Al and I went to the jewelry store together to look at rings and I saw it in the, Probably. in the store. They got it. They got it out for me. I tried it on and it was in white gold. Good clarification. So yes. Whenever, um, if there ever is a poor soul who wants to marry me, I am <laughs> having you guys help him figure ring out. We will. Because, uh, good job. Oh yeah. Now we're getting a little bit into some, some more interesting this or that. Timothy Chalamet or Miles Teller? Ooh, okay. So I like Miles Teller. Um, I love Timothy Chalamet. Mm -hmm. But like Timothy Chalamet, I feel like is the typical like queer woman response. You know? Like a lot of women who are queer who like like women are like, oh my God, Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles and I'm not as much into Harry Styles. Yeah. But I like I see it. Like if Harry Styles is like, hey Michaela, marry me, I'd be like, okay. But Miles Teller to me is like your man's man. Yeah. Like your bros. That's so interesting. And he's just so cute these days. He's really like grown into himself because Mm -hmm. I, my like, my most like core memory of Miles Teller is Footloose. Yeah. And he's such a like, nerdy kind of uh-huh. like lose, not loser but like you know what i'm saying like yeah. he wasn't the he wasn't he's like the boy next door like that you're friends with or whatever he wasn't but not, Rin. like he right. wasn't cast as Rin yeah. for a reason he wasn't right? the love interest right yeah. and, and yeah. he grew into that uh-huh. very quickly mm-hmm. but like to me it's kind of like one of those things where it's like he's like my like yeah. my little brother like i'll always see him as like the footloose Yes. Miles Teller. Yeah. And when I watch him now, I'm like, damn, he is hot. Like, he is hot. Oh, I see it. But yeah. also, so, all, and a little side note here. I kind of love that Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles is, they're considered really attractive men and that there's like a huge following of women yes. that think that they're attractive, but they're also not hyper-masculine. Yeah. And I hope that that, like men are seeing that and they're realizing that they can be attractive and not hyper-masculine and not have to be, you don't have to be a man's man Yeah. to be considered a man. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. I love that. A thousand percent. All right, next Okay, one. next. Um, city or country? City, because I have to live close to a target. I have to. I'm <laughs> sorry, I have like to. Only I have to, and I know, and it's just. What if, what if you could, what if there was a country where, like area that had a little country target. Sure. 
Sure. I my would thing you is, not miss the I city like. Though? So I am a person who likes the country for vacation and the yeah. city for home. Like there's a lot of people who like the city for vacation and the country for home. Yeah. And it's so funny because I'm not really a people person. <laughs> I'm not really like, I don't like all people that much. I'm working on my empathy and my beautiful fiance is the most empathetic person that I know. And she's so kind and she makes me want to be a better person yeah, and be nicer too. to people. <laughs> it's hard for me sometimes, but I feel like I've improved so much since moving here on mm -hmm. becoming a better person. Um, but at the end of the day, even though I don't like them all that much, I want to live in a big city. I like the energy of a big city. I energy. like the excitement yeah. of a big city. I like that there's always something to do if I wanted yeah. to do it. Because the worst thing ever is when you want to do something and there's nothing to do. I'd rather have a lot of things to do and me get to say no to those things mm -hmm. than be in the country being like, what do we do? But we know plenty of people who live in the country and I really love staying with them. Yeah. Like my fiance's um, sister and brother-in-law have a beautiful home that in a space where I would consider to be more rural, more in a country. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful like we have fires every night they have a huge garden a big yard like they have bees and chickens like it's a beautiful space I and i love it so much but i would try to recreate that in a more city style space or at least more suburban where i could still get around yeah and go to the country to kind of escape yeah for that's kind while. of the beauty of utah yeah it is yeah. Mm -hmm. um older or younger Okay, so I have dated both yeah. older and younger. I think that I prefer older. Um, Al is six months, five months older than me. So, you know, that's So fits. you guys are the same age. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So her birthday's this month. My birthday's in November. So, you know, I mean, we're basically the same age. But I think I would prefer older. All of my relationships that have been more successful are with people who are older than me. I think that men we're allowed to not have to grow up quickly yeah. and we expect women to grow up as yeah. soon as possible. Yeah. So you can take care of other people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we can take care of the idiot men. Yeah. thousand um, percent. So even though it's not like a biologically gender thing, I think mm -hmm. it's just the way that we, it's the way we're socialized. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, okay. But the final question, Ooh. top or bottom? Cut to the chase. I am a top. I knew it. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm looking it's, at Al. it's because it's laughing. because I'm sorry. All right. And here's the deal. Hey, just keep laughing. It's fine. I'll talk it. I'll talk it. Fine. No, no, no. So um I am a top. However, I am also femme. So I am more mm -hmm. of a feminine. I wear sometimes I'll wear like mm -hmm. casual clothing, but like if you saw me, I'm a very straight passing person. I'm a very traditionally feminine looking person um and al is more traditionally masculine like she's sitting here with her short hair and her backwards hat mm -hmm. like so you know she definitely <laughs> looks good. more masculine oh, and the good. assumption is that she is the top she is the more dominant person in the bedroom but that's not the case however you can be dominant from the bottom which is a conversation we had last night in episode one like just because I am dominant doesn't mean that I am always giving. And it also doesn't mean that I'm always like on the top physically. And also there's a way to like be dominant and then like 
force someone else to take charge. Yeah. You know, yeah. like be the one who's like the boss, but then basically tell them. Boss them to be the boss. Right. Like and now you have to, like, you have to decide what to do. So yeah. Right. <sighs> you know, I don't have a PhD for nothing. <laughs> yeah. There it is. And it's that's how we end this episode. <laughs> I think, I think that's the end of it. I think, I think that's where we are. So I, I want to know what you're looking forward to in the next 24 hours. I don't have that much going on tomorrow. It's going to be a hundred degrees in Salt Lake City. So I, yes. So I am going to Al's pool and I got to teach yoga tomorrow night, which I'm really excited about as Ooh. always, because I love teaching yoga. And so that's pretty much my whole day tomorrow. Okay, Michaela. And what are you looking forward to? Um, I have been eating like angel food, strawberry. You know what that is? Uh-huh. What's that called? What's it called when there's is angel it, food cake? Strawberry shortcake. Strawberry shortcake. Okay. That's it. I've been eating that every single day this yes. week. And it's something that I look forward to. Yeah. The entire day. Yes. And so I'm really looking forward to I have a, I have a lot I have a lot of homework to do. I have a group uh -huh. project to do. Uh -huh. I have a bunch of work that I'm behind on. So the only thing that I'm really actually looking forward to is angel or the strawberry shortcake. And, oh my gosh. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's the little things, y'all. It's the little things, y'all. Yeah. Oh, are you going to start saying y'all? Yep. All right. You heard it here first. Michaela's going to add y'all to her vocabulary. Yes, ma'am. I think that's it. Y'all. <laughs> no worry. We're on our way out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll leave all of our yeah, follow me. socials <laughs> in the show notes. Be sure to follow our Instagram. It is live and working. We would love to see you over there at yeah. it burns in a good way on Instagram. Come check us out and we'll see you in the next episode until next time. Until next time. Embrace the burn. Bye guys. Love you. Done.